0: All right, we are live with an instant reaction podcast. We are burning the midnight oil here at Pat's pulpit, uh, but we got to we got to get a show out. We got to talk about uh, yeah. game two. I was at the game tonight with my daughter, um, and uh, you know Matt wasn't, but he did watch the game. So we got we got yeah. some takeaways and some good and some not so good.
1: Yeah. I was, I think it was more good than bad by and large, and i I think the the top takeaway. People are going to have questions about the first two series of this offense. Yep. You got 3 and out the first two times the first team offense is on the field, mostly the first team offense against right. the second string Panthers defense. On the surface it doesn't sound great. But what you've got is a series of kind of one-off mistakes that all happened to happen when they did. So, true. Uh, it's true. Yeah. That's what I think what Max said or Bill said after the game about it was just kind of it wasn't really bad football it was a couple mistakes and you just play through it
0: that's exactly it's exactly the case i mean like you know you get the the um devonte parker drop right on mm-hmm. third down was that third down um
1: i think that was second down oh
0: maybe second down okay but either way he's yeah. open and it might have been a li- you'd like to to see a little bit more of an accurate pass from mac on that but still yeah, on the
1: broadcast on the broadcast, they were pointing out there's a linebacker over the middle. Look looked like he's trying to lead him away from the linebacker and right. make sure he doesn't get hit. Yeah. yeah. And on
0: the second series, right, he throws the ball way over Jacoby's head. Um, that's a dangerous pass anyways, man. That's a hospital mm-hmm. ball right there waiting to happen. And then, you know, I know Castle was talking about it on the, afterwards about how, you know, on the on the throw to Ramondre, he had Aguilar, if he had waited another half a second, but to me, I didn't – and, you know, maybe it wasn't a great throw to Ramondre, but is not even looking. I don't know why when you make that angle cut, you're open. Like when you're open is right when you make that cut and get across the field. And, yeah, he was short of the sticks, but you're just get, trying to get it to yeah. to your running back and, and have him make He'd a throw and he run. wasn't even looking for it. Right. So that that one didn't – You know, not It was a, great a weird throw, play. Come on,
1: Ramondre. You know, yeah, and it seemed like it's just not on the same page. Like it's the team's just a little bit slow to get there right now. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm not worried yet. I mean, you got another game next week, another week of joint practices. You're a teacher, you know this. The kids are not the same when they come in the first, the second, the third week as they are by the end of the semester. And in a lot of ways, who they are at the end of the semester is more important than who they are at the beginning. Obviously. You can't have people fail in the class in training camp here, but I don't think that's what's going on.
0: Right. No, I would agree. I would agree. I will say I found it very interesting because Trent Brown didn't play, which I'm not sure what happened there. I think they just gave him the night off, to be honest with you. But we'll see if there's anything that comes out of that. Belichick did say outside of Wilkerson that everyone should be ready to go at for joint practices in in Oakland, or, um, Vegas, this, <laughs> we'll you know. Las Vegas. Um. So, you know, but that's one of those things for me where it's like, okay, I guess Trent Brown's unhurt. hurt. But the one absence that I thought was the most telling was, you know, Kendrick Bourne, who had built a great rapport with with Mac Jones over the summer. Him and, you know, Bourne clearly were were close, right? And you get that film of of the two of them kind of celebrating, you know, doing their little high-five dance or whatever on the sideline during the first game. And then he has a tough week of practice. He's kind of been up and down all camp. Has a bad week of practice. Get kicked out of one practice on Tuesday. And then was running with the second team on Wednesday and then doesn't play tonight on Friday night. Yeah. I, man, I really thought I really, really thought um that he was gonna be their guy this year, and I'm starting to wonder if that may not
1: be the case. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where during the game, I've got over the cap up looking to see how much they save if they move Bourne. Right. Um, and I, was, I mean, it seems like an absolutely fantastic person, great teammate. And I, this is probably us reacting to one week here, and we're going to see what happens yeah. the next week. But I think he, he probably got carried away in the joint practices. And Bill said, you're not playing. Um, obviously there's also the potential that something else is going on. It could be something unrelated. Maybe there's a death in the family and he had to go take a night off and it's just stuff happens. um, We might find out Uh, who knows they, they didn't give us an answer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I mean, whatever it is, he's clearly shown on the field. He can do it. He is one of the five best receivers in that room. And I expect them to keep at least five true wide receivers. Um, But you save 5 million if you're able to trade him uh or get rid of him somehow which is not nothing right and it's kind of an interesting spot to be in um he just he has not looked the same at least from the reports and
0: no he hasn't he hasn't all camp and that's and that's kind of been the concern right and so you know uh, the wide receiver room is an interesting one i mean listen everyone that reads me and and knows me or has met me on the street or listens to my podcast, knows that I love Trey Nixon. I just, I don't know. I don't see a path to Trey Nixon making this team. Right. And so I just don't see it. I don't think Christian Wilkerson's good enough to make the team either. In my opinion,
1: Lil Jordan Humphrey, doesn't help
0: there either. <laughs> he certainly doesn't. Right. And so, but little Jordan Humphrey is a guy that, you know, he continues to make plays. He had a great special teams play today. And, and also has been open consistently across the middle of the field. I thought it was very surprising to me. Trey Nixon was a guy that I thought they were going to work out of the slot. He played almost exclusively outside receiver today, which I thought was strange. And I was like, "We okay, did that's that last week too." Yeah, and well, Humphrey, you know, Humphrey was in the middle, and so that was one to me where it's like, "Well, if they're looking for a backup slot guy, they're looking more at Humphrey than they are at Trey Nixon," which I thought was interesting.
1: I just thought that that was yeah. kind of strange, you know. Well, I think I think the thing with Nixon outside. And I want to touch on Humphrey too, but for Nixon, they've actually liked those speed guys outside for a while now. You go back to Brandon Cooks, who's an undersized guy that right. they're going to put out there. Um, they've tried that, and obviously, you saw the reverse with Nikhil Harry spending time in the slot at some yeah. points. Um, So I think that's probably what they're going for with Nixon. He is small, but he's quick. He's fast. If you can use that speed outside the numbers, it can be really, really dangerous. But you heard what Belichick said about Humphrey, that he's almost a tight end. Yeah. He he works the slot better than any tight end that isn't Hunter Henry on this team. For sure. And he's a big body. You can tell Zappi feels very comfortable throwing it to him with kind of that big, big target. Just easy to get it in there let him make a play. And he's also a guy who has had success in the NFL before with the Saints. I don't think you're getting Humphrey through to the practice squad at no. this point because somebody was, might pick him up. That's correct. Yep. Nixon, Nixon, I think you can absolutely still get to. You could probably put Nixon and Wilkerson on the practice squad if you want to. Keep two tight ends on the active roster and keep Humphrey because I'd rather have Humphrey than Asi right now
0: absolutely i mean i don't i don't see how there's any question i don't see how there's any question in that right no one is going to okay. keep a third tight end over you know keeping a six wide receiver it just doesn't like those guys don't especially
1: do it. when that wide receiver might be as good of a blocker as Asiassi is, right and they got a lot of good blockers in this receiver room anyway i mean parker is myers is thornton small but very very willing they had yep. they had uh Thornton in there in a two receiver set of the goal line. It was him yeah. and I think Angelor down there at the goal line. Right. And they had him come motion in behind the tight end to help block on the, the touchdown run.
0: I mean shoot Trey so, Nixon was out there blocking people. Like you know it's just yeah. the that's blocks what, that's what the receiving coordinates.
1: Right. So if everybody's blocking, why are you keeping Asiasio for a guy who gives you a lot more receiving upside and can also line up in the slot or almost in line and right. give you the crack blocks when you need it.
0: Well, and that's one of those things, right? People talk about, oh, they want to run 12 personnel, they want to run 12. Yeah, sure, they do want to run 12 when they can put Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry on the field at the same time. If one of those guys gets hurt, they're not so in love with 12 personnel that they're going to just stick another tight end there. They'd say, okay, yeah. we'll play with one tight end, and then we bring, you know, say it's Humphrey. We bring Humphrey, Humphrey in the slot, or we bring Devontae Parker in the slot. We bring one of those bigger guys in the slot who can block. Jacoby Meyer is a great blocker, too. So you put him in the slot, and he acts as... You know your second tight end blocking someone, so that's that's one of those things for me. Dark Blue just mentioned it too, like Nelson Aguilar. I know people talked about moving Nelson Aguilar, moving on from him, but like he has that deep speed, and you saw it tonight. I mean
1: that catch that's, and yeah, and the throw was, from Mac on that play too. The was throw was perfect. But, but
0: here's the thing, right? And this is what this is what you have the ability to do if you're going to play single high safety against the Patriots, which they did on that play. We put Thornton on one side. We put Aglo on the other side. Good luck. Right? Because both those guys can run by whatever whatever corner is playing with them and Mac and then throw it up to them. Right. And so now you got one safety in the middle of the field. What it does is now forces you to split up and play and play two safeties. Right. So now you're playing two deep. And so you're saying, okay, well, now we're playing too deep. Great. Now the underneath stuff's gonna be open. Now we're gonna be able to we're hit some speed stuff. We're gonna be and we're gonna be able to run the ball, right? Because you take a guy out of the box. So those are the types of things that you're able to do when you have those two speed guys on the outside. And Aguilar gives them that that nobody else on the roster, obviously outside of Thornton, gives them is that long deep speed. And you know, that type of pass that he threw tonight that was missing last year, right? Like he, him and Aguilar couldn't get on the same page last year and they are getting on the
1: same page now. And that's encouraging yeah, to see. And, and you know, the only guy that we saw last year have that with Mac Kendrick Bourne is the only guy who's really making deep plays to. Right. Aguilar is doing that. And Thornton, I mean, when you look at it, there should be five good receivers in this room. One of them has to be wide receiver five. Right. And it makes sense for it to be Taequann Thornton being the rookie. But if he's good, if he's better than we've seen Pat's rookie receivers be in the past. And how many receivers are going to be active on game day? That's the other thing here. Humphrey gives you special teams. I mean, what a play he made. Oh, it's a great play. Helping to down that punt. That's a great play. And that's,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: You get those moments in the preseason, too, where it's you see a guy make a play, and you know, hey, this guy probably made himself a, a million dollars with that play, because he's going to get some game checks out of that.
0: A hundred percent, right? A hundred percent. And that's like, I, I think I said, uh, Brandon Schooler had, had an opportunity to make one of those plays earlier in the game. And I said, hey, man, if you, you know, he makes one of those plays, and he's on the, he's on the, he's automatically in the 53-man roster, right? He had an interception, of course, to end the game, but um yeah, you know, but they look. They do. They, you know, we'll see what the Taekwondo Thornton injury looks like. Again, Belichick seemed to hint that everyone's going to be ready, so you know maybe he just dinged it up a little bit, and they're like, "Hey, screw yeah. this, man. We're not. You know, we're not sticking it back out there, right?" That's what I would think, yeah. and that's what I'm hoping because, God forbid, man, if he gets hurt, we're in trouble. Not we're in trouble, but like, you know, yeah. the, he's, you he's that he's he's been very good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, the caveat to that is he did say unless something came up tonight, uh, but I would also assume if whatever Thornton was dealing with was serious, then they would have told Belichick tonight.
0: I think so too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So which is, yeah. Side note, I think we got to talk about one of the other, because one of the other stories here, Thornton's one catch, he was kind of getting piled on by Panthers in that tackle afterwards. And I think we saw some of the chippiness from the joint practices carry over. At least the attitude did. Oh, we
0: sure did. I mean, listen, they, they get that pick six with the, with the backups and the entire team is on the field taunting the crowd and stuff and it's like man if you're matt rule i mean what are you doing what are, what are you doing what, what is your team doing celebrating an interception you want to celebrate with your guy listen brendan schooler makes that pick at the end of the game and the entire team mobs him great good for him you're celebrating your your player that's fine i got no problem with that but now you got players that are in street clothes running onto the field taunting the crowd like what what are we what are we doing with that I mean, it's just stupid
1: yeah. it drives yeah. me crazy yeah and it's you want to you want to see the team go around the guy that's awesome that's right. what football is about it's a team right. sport but they're clearly taking it to another level and once you're engaging with the fans too it's just like okay this is there's some. and i i liked matt rule a lot coming out of college i thought he was going to be a good fit for what carolina wanted to do and this is your three year four yeah, it's. And I just, I don't, I don't see it. Maybe nope. yeah, you know, some guys, some guys are just a better fit in college. Um, also, I, a lot of this I think has to do with the, the front office there too. But
0: well, that's definitely true. That's a good point yeah. too. So, um, but let's flip it to the other side of the ball because the offense wasn't the only team on the field. The defense played on the field as well. And again, they're against backups, right? So you kind of take away the grain of salt. But that first team defense, man, they were all over the field. They were flying all over the place. What I do find, well, I, I don't want to get into who played where yet because that's, I, I was a little confused by some of what they did, but I just thought you saw you saw Penny Jennings play, I thought, extremely well today. Josh Uche got after the quarterback well. Matt Judon made a concerted effort not to just run by the quarterback like he did multiple times last year, so that was good. Um, you, know, you saw some stuff from inside. And then John Jones, I thought, played very well on the outside, right? We've seen what Jalen Mills can do. Jalen Mills has been playing well. Uh, I thought John Jones played well, played competitive on the outside. Um, And again, brings you that speed that they don't necessarily have with their, you know, Mitchell is fine, but he doesn't bring that crazy amount of speed, right? Jack Jones has has some athleticism and speed, but doesn't have the speed that a guy like John Jones has. So to me... If you can put him on the outside, especially with who they're playing for, uh, who they're playing against, I'm sorry this year, you know, I think that's going to be helpful.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think um, up on the line of scrimmage too. I mean, it's Carolina's backups, right. but I th- I thought they made it look like it should when you're playing against guys that are worse than you. Yeah, um, and obviously there's a couple plays here or there, but that's football. By and large, they really shut down Carolina for. Most of the day, they had what we all thought was a safety at first. That was actually the the strip sack at the end of the yep. game, and a recover. And it was really from the front to the start. Any any point where they wanted to rush the passer, where they got into a position to rush the passer, they were getting there. Yeah. Some questions about the run defense still um, up in the. I think they're really good on the edges. It's just up the middle, the defensive tackles. If they're able to hold the way you want them to. By and large, I'm not really worried about how they're gonna hand, how they're gonna hold up against the pass. It's just right. being able to get yourself into a good position. I said this yeah. last year. I, I think it's been true of this team for a couple of years now. It's a offense and defense built to play with the lead. Right. Where if you can if you can get into a position where the other team has to throw on you, you're gonna be in a much better spot.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I you know, I think one of the hard things and you saw Jawan Bentley, I mean Bentley's not great in coverage, not very good, right? He's okay. He can, you know, he's out there, but he's just not great in coverage, um, you know, and he gets very easily manipulated by, you know, by a quarterback. He saw it on, you know, probably a 15-yard pass or whatever, where quarterback kind of manipulates him to his right, and then all of a sudden, boom, the pass comes back to his left. There's no one anywhere near the vicinity of his right, but, you know, he gets he gets uh, kind of brought there anyway. So, you know, and those are things that you'll see. Jelani Divai is a guy that I just, I don't, I don't know what they see in July to I just don't know what they see. I don't see it. I I don't, I've never seen it with him. I he, don't get he it.
1: Is, he is aggressively average, right? It's just, he's aggra- like, you're just, he, he screams a guy that you're never going to notice when he's on the field. Unless like, Oh, he was supposed to be in coverage on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when he got smoked, you know, in man coverage. And again, you put Devine in man coverage against the running back or a tight end or whoever it was that caught it on him. I mean, it's just like, he can't do it, you know? And so yeah. to me, Which I just I thought, I, no, go ahead. Good. Good.
1: I thought it was interesting that they're going out there and the starting defense has nine guys you expected. And then miles Bryant in the slot and Jelani to at linebacker. Right. And, I don't know how much of that is we really like these guys and how much of it is we want to see these guys with the starters to see how they hold up. I think it's the latter, but I'm not entirely sure yet.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think you're right about the latter, but like, it's interesting for me because I tweeted out during the game, like Patriots are being super cautious of Marcus Jones, apparently. And then all of a sudden yeah. in the third and fourth quarter he's out there. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Here's a guy who has been running with the ones all, all summer. Right. Didn't play in the first preseason game because assumingly his spot was or seemingly his spot was was set. And now he's running with the backups. Like I don't I don't understand. Right. Now maybe, maybe Miles Bryant's on the outside looking in, and they're saying, Hey kid, we're gonna give you one last shot. Not only are we gonna give you a shot to make this team, but we're gonna put you out there and see if you can make some plays, and then someone else will want you. Right, and so, and maybe that's the case, and maybe that's the only thing, and and I'm looking into it more. But I was just a little confused as to what the heck they're doing there. And then Jelani Tavai, if if the Patriots play Jelani Tavai over Mac Wilson, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my mind. I I just you can't. There is nothing that Jelani Tavai does better than Mac Wilson at anything. There's nothing. Yeah, I just on the football field, not one thing.
1: Yeah, and the other guy too is Raekwon McMillan, who I thought right. looked really good. I really like how he looks coming downhill in the yeah. blitz. Um, just the, that's where the speed really shines for him. Oh yeah, but I I feel like it's got to be McMillan and Bentley is your starting pair for linebackers with Wilson being the next guy up, and they're gonna rotate a lot. So that's what you would think. Time.
0: That's what you would think. And Dark Blue goes right. He said, "Tevai is better at winding me up." That's a good point. <laughs> um, but you know, but it's, it's one of those things for me that like, you know, when, when you're looking at it, you're like, okay, we're getting faster and we're getting more athletic So put the faster, more athletic guys out on the field. Right. There were a few times that we only took a bad angle. Um, you know, didn't quite make a good play, but then other times where you're like, okay, there's that speed and that athleticism. And, and so, and you see it, right. And so it's like, all right, as long as they figure it out at the end, I mean, they see what they see in practice. And so you know, as long as they know what they're doing, I just don't like. Wouldn't you want if you ha- if you knew? Okay, Marcus Jones is in the slot, and and Mac Wilson is going to be our sub linebacker. Wouldn't you want them on the field to start? I I just don't. I don't understand why you why they're not in the field playing.
1: And we got. I mean, one we got one more week of this, so we'll see yep. what this looks like in Las Vegas. They got right. more joint practices, which I mean, in to a sense, the preseason games are the tip of the iceberg. The real work is happening behind closed doors, and we're seeing what they choose to show us. So we'll we'll see what they do. As always with Bill, there's going to be a move or two on cut down day two that's going to make you go, hmm, I didn't see that coming. Right, Uh, And I'm sure sure (laughs) this is not going to be the exception to that this year. Uh, Speaking of athleticism, I don't think I saw Jabril Peppers out there. Was I mistaken, or did he not play again tonight?
0: Uh I don't
1: think I saw him out there either.
0: I mean, let's see. he might have been out there for a play or two, oh, but he certainly wasn't out there for an extended period of time. Uh if he was I'll, out there at if all. I can,
1: I'll see if I can find some snap counts for tonight while we're doing this, but yeah, I don't think I saw him. I think Dalton Keane warmed up but didn't play. Right. Um which I mean that's just the clock is oh, it, it's 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 eleven fifty nine for Dalton Keene right now. Well, and
0: that's one of those things it's interesting, like J. Taylor is another guy who played well tonight. But, like, I, I, where does he fit on this roster? Like, I just don't know. Yeah. Un, you know, unless unless Pierre Strong catches the Foxborough flu and, you know, you cut Kevin Harris and get him to the practice squad, who, by the way, he ran hard at the end of the game. I know he's playing against third stringers, but either way, um, you know, he's kind of looked, he's looked pretty good in, in practice, uh, I think, at least all summer long. So he's a guy that I think has looked pretty good. But I just don't – I don't understand where – where he fits in, right? And Dark Blue Golds over yeah. here with the comedy show where he can fit in fit in most overhead storage compartments. But um you know I'll really take it's... him
1: carry on in my flight home.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, what do you I don't know, like I just don't I don't see I don't see where he fits in, right? Because let me tell you something. All these people that have been fading Ty Montgomery and people have been talking about it all summer. Oh Ty Montgomery this and he stinks and it's gonna be Stevenson and blah 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 No dude Ty Montgomery is the, is the third down back. That's happening. That yeah. is happening. Yeah. That that's happening. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, you're you're so looking me,
1: at what, one or two running back spots that a couple guys are battling for right now, and it's going to exactly. be Damien Ramondre and Montgomery taking the top three. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so, are you going to keep
0: what, five backs? I don't know. That's yeah. that's a lot. Five backs a lot.
1: Yeah, and I think I think you can keep five backs if you're only keeping two tight ends and you don't have a fullback, um, right? But also, you want, I mean, your depth backs need to contribute on special teams and everything. So, I, I'm still confused by the usage, too. Um, yeah, J.J. Taylor, I feel like, has been the best back that's played in the preseason for them. I don't feel like they've gotten a ton, ton from Pierre Strong or Damn Kevin not. Harris. Um, no, I've not. liked what I've seen from Kevin Harris. Yeah, Pierre Strong, I think, is a guy who needs a lot of, um, he needs a lot of room to run think he's a guy where once the offensive line starts clicking you're going to see it with him he's a guy who needs yeah. to get to that second level um
0: he's a one-cut guy he's a, he's a one-cut guy and and i think that that's to me i think that that's one of those things where you see that happen yeah and you see it all over his film if you watch his college tape like that's that's what he is yeah. a one-cut guy and i think that's why they drafted him because this is eventually eventually going to be a one-cut offense it just hasn't gotten there, yet, not you
1: know there what I mean? yet yeah and i do think on that note i thought strange looked good for the most part yeah. um i was the Ference had a rough game Oh, real rough uh, yeah uh which is bad for, i've i've been defending him all all <laughs> week the last couple weeks too so not a good not a good night for that but i don't i the offensive line by and large was fine tonight yeah which yeah. i'll take when you're missing Three, we'll call it three-and-a-half starters because he got on one who shifted over a spot.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so that's, you know, so we'll see. Uh, Kyle asked a question about Lil Jordan Humphrey. We did talk about that. Um, there is a possibility that little Jordan Humphrey makes his team. Um, and, you know, his him playing on special teams and, and playing well on special teams is going to give him a really good opportunity to get on this team as well. Like, you have to be able to play special teams if you're going to be a backup on this team, and he does it well.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is, too, I mean, you're you're looking at kind of three. We talk about the 53-man rosters, but you're looking at three different rosters at the same time here. There's the expanded roster, which is guys you can keep on the practice squad, yep. plus your roster. There's the 53, and then there's the guys you're going to have active on game day. Right. And Humphrey's one of those guys where I could see him being somebody that barely makes the cut, and then is going to be active on game day because he gives you something on special teams. And right. if he does that, all of a sudden— I don't know. We we tend to look at this through the lens of, all right, they're going to keep X players at this position. They're going to keep X players at this position. But you really also got to look at it through the lens of, are there guys that you can't cut? You know that they're going to be active on game day and they're going to help you. So, all right, we're going to keep room for them. And if it means we're cutting somewhere else, we're cutting somewhere else. But you figure that out as it happens. Humphrey's a guy who's kind of building the case f- for being in that spot if he can be Kind of tight end three, receiver six, and a special teams contributor.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the more hats you can wear, the better. Right. And so, I think it's interesting. And and, and again, you know, I love Trey Nixon, but it's like if they want him outside, now you have to compete with Nelson Aguilar and Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton, and you're just you're not winning that. I don't care who it is, you know, Trey Nixon isn't winning that battle, right? And so, uh but again what he gives you that little Jordan Humphrey doesn't give you is the ability to be in the practice squad. And maybe he's done enough that someone looks at it and says, you know, we want, we want him. Um, but you know, I just, at this point right now, I mean, again, maybe they trade Kendrick Bourne, which I hope doesn't happen, but maybe they trade, you know, Parker, maybe they trade, you know, uh, uh, Aguilar. I don't know. Right. But like, right now as constituted I just I look at that roster and I'm like I don't know where he fits in and Humphrey's a guy that theoretically could fit in because he has that size as that like basically that essentially that third tight end
1: position right so um yeah. I
0: think it's at least a possibility right
1: yeah um. While we're talking just roster battles too, there's two names I want to throw at you because I want to see what you think about this. Yeah, yeah. One of them is gonna be Ronnie Perkins, and okay. the other one is gonna be the uh, the kicker there. Uh, Viz Vizcaino. Vizcaino. is that how you say that? Yeah. yeah. Um, who obviously he missed a kick tonight, but he also made a long one. Right. Uh, where are you feel it on those two guys?
0: That the kicker, the kicker controversy is over. That that battle's not a battle. It's over. Like you just I'm sorry, Nick folks too good. He's too good. He's automatic, right? He's automatic. And I know that, okay, if you, if he's out in the fifties, maybe he's not hitting it, but if he's, you know, 47 and in, it's almost always in. So to me, it's like, how do you get rid of a consistency there? And Bill, we know Bill loves consistency. He wants to know where he stands. So if you look at it and say, okay, and this is why they cut Quinn Nordine. And obviously it was an injury, but nevertheless, Okay, great. This guy can hit from 56. Awesome. That's awesome. But if I send him out there to kick a 40 yard field goal, I don't know if it's going to go in or not. Right. Whereas folk, you can look at it and say, yep, hard line at 50. Like if it's past 50, it's probably not going to go in. It might, but it's probably not going to go in. Right. It's not, it's not a good shot from there. But from 45 and in, it's in. Right. And so that to me is like, you at least know what you're looking at. So to me, Veska, I know, you know, I don't see it. I don't see it. And maybe it happens, but I don't see it. And then the Perkins one, I, I think, I mean, look, Ronnie Perkins in his second year, I think it would be crazy to get rid of him at this point. Um, I think Josh O'Shea would have more of a shot to to get traded than, than Ronnie Perkins, in my opinion, unless you were to trade, unless someone wanted to give you something for Perkins. But, like, to me, you know, you're just kind of finally starting to see him come into his own a little bit. I think he's played significantly better. He had a really nice play. Um, on a naked bootleg that you know mm-hmm. Corral thought that you know one of his receivers was gonna be wide open, and Marcus Jones and Jack Jones were both you know uh, had mm-hmm. great coverage, and so it's one of those things where you look at it and say, okay, great, that's fine, but then you know Ronnie Perkins chased down Matt Corral, who you know had a, had a nice scramble earlier in the game, like and and you know can move, and so you know is Ronnie Perkins gonna be a starter, probably not, but I do look at him and think there's not enough guys. On the
1: edge, that I think he gets pushed out. See, I'm I'm kind of feeling the other. I'm I have my my depth chart up here. I'm looking at guys who play the edge, yep. which this is going to be a mix of your linebackers and your defensive ends, thing, right? Yep. Yeah. But you got Judon, you got Wise, you got Uche, you got uh, Anderson, who I thought looked pretty good. Yep. Uh, Jennings, Perkins, and DeMarcus Mitchell, who has looked pretty good. And Lebron Ray is a guy who can kind of go out there play the edge a little bit, in a a Lawrence guy or Wise kind of way can play a three tech or a five tech, right? And it's just it's a lot of bodies, and only so many of them can be active on game day. And I don't know Perkins plays special teams, but Uche can do that too. Jennings can do that too. I'm not sure what he does better than either of those, but I don't know how you cut them given it's year two in the draft stock. so And that's
0: the thing, right? He's a third round pick from, from last year. Right. So it's kind of like, and it's not like he's terrible, right? Now you know, with some guys like he, they go on the field and you're like, Oh my God, this guy's awful. Like it doesn't matter what we drafted him. We, you gotta get rid of this guy. But to me, it becomes difficult to cut a guy that you spent a third round pick on last year. Right. So, and, and Bill doesn't really care about that stuff. He'll, he'll cut a guy no matter what. It doesn't really make a difference. Um, but, you know, I do. I just I find it hard to believe that he's going to cut a guy like Ronnie Perkins. And again, that's why I thought Uche is a guy that that you know, if you can get. So what what's an interesting development with Jennings? So it was interesting development with Jennings, and with I think um, even Perkins to a little bit of an extent, but certainly with Jennings, is that you've gotten some pressure on the outside with him. Whereas, you know, you looked at you looked at um, Ushay, and everyone said, well, Ushay's going to make the team, and the only reason he's going to make the team is because they don't have an edge rusher, right? They need that pressure from the edge, and Ushay does that for you. When you look at it and say, okay, well, if we can get that from Perkins a little bit, if we can get that from Jennings, and if we can get that from guys like Wise and, you know, even Mitchell, who knows, right? I mean, I, I was impressed with what I saw at the end of the game. Um, but, you know, if we can get that from some other guys, we don't really need it from Josh Uche. Yeah, okay, we can trade him somewhere, and and he can be – I think Uche could be a guy that can get you eight or nine sacks a year. But he just has to be in that role where he's only playing passing downs because that's all he can really do. And so I don't see – I'm almost in the, like – I think we're looking at the same roster – and I'm looking at it saying, I don't know how Josh, like, I don't know if Josh Uge fits in. And you're looking at it saying, I don't know if, if, uh, Ronnie Perkins fits in. So I think we're yeah. on the same page. We're just yeah. looking at different players that aren't going to make it, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think it's kind of crazy that the guy we haven't talked about is, will they make it? Is Jennings because he's looked so good. What a st- That's a guy who I think we all oh, yeah. thought was, I he's coming it. in, the, he's going to be Jawan Williams and that he'll come into yep. camp. He'll go through camp and then he'll get cut. Exactly, um, he's really stepped up his game. He's found a home. I like Uche a lot. Um, yeah, I am. A, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm a little bit biased there. But I think he's he's just so good as a pass rusher that right. if you can get him on the field, like if you could, he's the he's the kind of guy where he can turn every third and six or seven plus into a much more difficult situation for the other side. And when you're playing. Josh Allen, that's huge. The flip side is, I don't know if I trust him to contain against Josh Allen, right? And
0: and that's the concern. We, yeah. Bill, likes, I don't know if Bill we've seen consistency. Yeah. You know, I don't Go know
1: ahead. if we've seen enough in the preseason to know one way or the other where he is in that consistency either. Right. Um, they did start off first game, first snap of the game, they were in a three-four look with two outside linebackers with Judon and Jennings. Which, if they're going to do more of that, I think Uche can have much more of a role. I think he can be in a right. more comfortable spot out there.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point. And so we'll kind of see, but you're right. There's too many guys there right now. I think the big thing with Uche is that he probably have more of a market than a guy like than a guy like Perkins because he's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, not even he's better, but I think the pass rushing is something that people are. And, I, yeah, I mean, he is better because we've seen nothing for Perkins so far. Right. But the pass rushing ability is still coveted, right? So even though, even if it's a guy who literally all he can do is rush the passer, guys want that, right? So, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you know he's going to get paid somewhere or somewhere someone's going to want him, and so you could turn around and and trade him for a third, third or fourth round pick, right? So like an early, I could see a team like you know what I mean.
1: I could see a team like Denver too being a good fit for him. Yeah. I mean, if he's, he's kind of your Bradley Chubb backup, and a guy who can come in on passing situations out there, I'm sure he'd be awesome. I don't know right. what you're going to get back for him. I don't I don't know what the value is there. Probably just a draft pick is what you're yeah. looking for. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. And uh, one other defensive player, Terrence Mitchell. Oh, like the Terrence Mitchell. It feels like it's Mitchell and Sean Wade maybe for the sixth corner spot.
0: Yeah, it's tough. And Sean Wade's been playing well. Sean Wade's been playing well. Mitchell's been playing well all camp too. So it's kind of hard. But like, if you're coming down to Sean, if you're coming down to Sean Wade or Mitchell, how, I mean, is anyone choosing Mitchell in that? Like, I don't, I I don't know how you I choose think Mitchell over Wade. Are,
1: I, it depends because I think Wade looked good. Wade has been more inconsistent. Uh, the thing that bothers me is that I, I feel like Wade is better at like the catch point better disrupting passes right like we've seen a couple plays for mitchell just not go his way and it's not rational but i feel like terrence mitchell's just kind of unlucky he's got he's got like the he's got the baggy undershirt underneath the jersey and every time i look at i'm just like this this are we sure this is a football player or is this just some guy they brought in Um, yeah they stuck pads on him so yeah it's a little bit of bias there but like I don't know, and I, I mean, I think there's a situation where they keep both, and Miles yeah. Bryant gets cut, um, and we're all like, "Oh," and everybody forgets that he started a preseason game.
0: Yeah, no, I, you know what? I really, it's a good, it's a good question, man. It's a tough question, and I think Dark Bluego mentioned Wade had that terrible play where he ran into Marcus Jones on the punt return. But yeah. you know, I do think, I do think that. Um, that they're good enough to keep them both. I really do. I mean, Mitchell's shown a lot. I think um, he's a I good like run Miles. defender. He is. He, he is. the ball out. I, and they love that stuff, right? So I like Miles Bryan a lot. Um, but like, he might be he might be the odd guy out, right? Like, he might be the guy that you know where they look at it and say like Yeah, no, he's he's the guy that doesn't make the squad." And again, maybe you start him this game because of that, because you know he's not going to start. For you, he probably isn't going to make the team, but he's shown something in punt returns, so he can he can return punts for you, and he's shown something in in slot coverage, and so maybe you can turn around and get a fifth round pick for him. I don't know, maybe you can't, but maybe you can, right? And so
1: you look at it and say, we can get something for this guy, you know. Yeah, people forget he didn't make the roster last year, right? Either, and we were we were surprised about it, but I think he's this. Yeah, I think he's a solid player. He's the type of guy who might make impact plays for you, and simultaneously, if you wasn't on the team, you wouldn't notice. Right? There's right. kind of the bottom 10 players on every roster get kind of like that, uh, and it's just, it's so tough, because he does everything Marcus Jones does, but I don't know if he does any of it better.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and that's the tough stuff, you know? So it is interesting to me, I do think, you know, while we're on defense here, and you mentioned already a little bit these these guys, but Three guys that I look at and I'm like, well, what? What do we do? Like Demarcus Mitchell, Lebron Ray, mm-hmm. and Sam Roberts. They've all they all keep making plays, right? Mitchell had the had the the fumble, the forced fumble in the end zone, the strip sack in the end zone, which Roberts recovered. They just those guys keep making plays, and I don't know, I don't know if you can be able to get any of them onto the practice squad. I I would bet you'd be able to get one of them onto the practice squad, but I don't know which one, and I'm not sure. You know, yeah. what uh, Ray was a guy that was pretty highly thought of around the league, I believe, but you know, it was heard all the time. So it's going to be, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, you can't keep all.
1: And that's kind of my, well, you get down to the bottom of the roster and I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, if you got to keep two of Josh Uche, Ronnie Perkins, Roberts, and the Brian Ray, which right. two are you picking? Right. To me, I'm keeping Uche because of the pass rushing, and then you got got gotta grab one of the other ones. Maybe. I don't even know if there's room for two of those. It might just be pick one of those four. Right.
0: Which is tough. Um, That's tough. No
1: Roberts definitely gives you upside on special teams. I know he has a history of blocking field goals and punts and all that. So he, he probably gets the upside there. And I'm not sure if any of them are good against the run, which is the other factor there.
0: And that's the other part of it, right? Where it's like, you know, ultimately last year, you struggled mightily against the run and you need people that can play the run. Right. So, um, yeah, it is interesting to kind of see what happens, but, and, and you know, like you said, those going to shake things up, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be the roster that they, that they finish off with this to They're going to add another guy or two. Uh, they already added one, right. The, the tight end they picked up. Um, so, you know they're gonna they're gonna add some guys they're gonna take some guys away they're gonna trade you know one or two players they're gonna f- maybe flip a guy for another guy, um, you know. The, is, the, yeah, the way
1: things look, the day they cut down probably won't even be the way it is when they get to Miami. I mean, right. in that one week, there's gonna be changes. So.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and then I think the the other one, the other one for me, and we're gonna go because we, we've been here a while, yeah. but um, Brian Hoyer. Is a question mark for me because Bailey Zappi. I had a terrible pick six today. Um, you know, a little bit on training, but he does. He does. If you give him time, my goodness, he can sling it out there, right? So yeah. I just feel like we don't necessarily need Brian Hoyer. I think we need Brian Hoyer to help Mac, but
1: we'll
0: we see. don't need Brian Hoyer to be a backup quarterback.
1: See, this is where things get really tough on the contract situation. Because if you cut Brian Hoyer, not only is it almost $3 million in dead money, yep. you have kind of another million in future money that gets tacked onto that. So you're going to end up paying $3, 4000000 million this year for a guy who's on your practice squad. Um, and I feel like Hoyer saw this coming in and- put this this right. contract to be like from playing for you i'm on the roster i'm not doing the practice squad anymore. no
0: which makes sense which makes sense and look and, and maybe the patriots say okay well that's the way it goes and and that's fine maybe zappy gets the fox pro flu and ends up on the ir i don't know yeah. but i just yeah. th- I think the problem I think keeping
1: is, three quarterbacks is almost the default i think it's gonna have to be
0: yeah i just
1: look i and maybe i'm wrong here
0: maybe i'm crazy but like we talked about it i mean there's so much talent I think at least there's so much talent and upside at the bottom of this roster that you're going to keep Brian Hoyer. You know, you're going to keep three quarterbacks because, and, and cut, you know, Sam Roberts or LeBron Ray, because you have to keep Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi who, who in a perfect world are never going to play for you. Like, I just, I find a hard, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to do that. Right. So like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I just think like, Man, I really don't want to see either of those guys make, you know, make that one of those guys I would like to see not make the 53 man roster. And again, maybe that's Brian Hoyer goes to IR because he's hurt. Nope, that solves your problem. Brian Hoyer's on IR. He doesn't play all year. He can help tutelage Mac. You don't have to cut him. And so you don't lose the dead money and you don't have the future money, but he still gets paid and he's not on the practice squad. Like all of those things kind of balance out. And you look at it and say, hey, we're cool with it, and, and we and we keep Brian Hoyer around because we want him around, you know?
1: Yeah. We're going to see what happens. Unfortunately, yeah. I You might try to stash him with the Foxborough flu. I don't think he's going to go along with it unless there's an actual injury there. No, so, you're right. You're right. But yeah, at the same time, I like if,
0: if he's Hoyer, t-
1: I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think back to that Kansas City game in 2020 and just he kept Hoyer. So he can give you the veteran presence, and he's making those mistakes. You have to go to Stidham anyway. That was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah.
0: He could make the argument if they started Stidham, they win that game. Now, maybe they don't. But, like, my goodness, Hoyer was terrible in that game. So. Yeah.
1: um, Which is, there's a lot. that Yeah. That game is one I would be very comfortable erasing from my memory. Yeah. The highlight of that game is a Jarrett Stidham to Nikhil Harry fade.
0: I know, right? Zone. It's the only
1: <laughs> that is the only play I remember with any clarity. Yeah, um, yeah. Which that's, feels like feels like a fever dream. It was, that game was played on a Monday afternoon, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Was it Tuesday afternoon? No, maybe Monday. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I think afternoon.
1: it was the. I think it was like a Monday, four twenty-five or yeah, four thirty-five or something. Yeah. And Stupid. Let's not do that again.
0: Yeah, let's not. That was yeah, <laughs> that sucked. So, anyways. Um. All right. That's what we got. So lots of lots of stuff to deal with. Of course, um, Patriots will be out in Vegas this week with joint practices with the Raiders. They play next Friday night, a week from today, uh, a week from yesterday, because it's now past midnight. Um,
1: but you know, gotta make sure the players have a curfew this week.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, big time. You know. So that's one of those ones where it's like, hey, buddy, you, you, you're getting awfully close to the roster here. Don't screw it up. I know we're in Vegas. Don't don't yeah. screw it up. You know? Don't
1: get yourself kicked out of joint practices and back to back days. Right. Let's, right. Let's have a. Yeah. If they're getting into fights this week, something is wrong. I, yes. Yeah. I, Josh McDaniels should have his guys under control.
0: T- I'll tell you, and we'll talk about it anyways, um, you know, in the coming weeks. But like, I really, I really believe that Josh, Man- Josh McDaniels is going to do really well. I just think I've I never think- heard a guy. Own up to his mistakes as much as McDaniel's did, right? And, and yeah. just fully, just outright, like, "Hey, I sucked. When I was in Denver, I sucked, and I realized that I sucked. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure that out, right?" So, um, There's I was some impressed.
1: Good players out there too. Yeah, I, I think that offense will work well with Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams too. I think they'd fit in that Patriot style offense that seems like they're running. Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, well, you get you sure. get Darren Waller too. I mean, like, come on now. Yeah. You know yeah. those three guys think- together. Beastly, yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, I think while we're looking ahead a little bit, the thing to watch is going to be Jalen Mills against Devontae Adams. Oh, baby!
0: Yeah,
1: I feel good about the secondary against any team with middle of the pack receivers, right? We're gonna see how they do against teams that have that top guy,
0: yeah, because they're gonna play him, they're gonna play him, yeah, they're play Tyreek Hill, they're gonna play Stephon Diggs, they're gonna play. You know, all these guys, and they're going to play the Raiders too in the regular season. So,
1: yeah, which I, we all know. I mean, Bill definitely scheduled this game because they've never played in that stadium before. And he wants to get his whole routine <laughs> down. He wants does. to know yeah. what direction the grass goes and yeah. he wants to know how dry the paint is by kickoff time. Like, he wants to know all of that in advance. So, when they play out there this season. So, I heard the grass is the actually routine. a mess.
0: I heard the grass is a mess because they do what uh, Arizona does. Which is which is wheel it, 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 in, it in. Right? Yeah. And I guess so the cool. soccer team plays there too and they like it like muddy. And it got like gross and nasty, I guess, is what I heard. Now that might be wrong, but that's what I heard.
1: So. It'll still be better than the Bears field.
0: Yeah, well you got that right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen uh what do you call it from the old the old NFL films highlights the Pat Seahawks Super Bowl in Arizona? they start the highlights of that with the the shots of them wheeling the field oh yeah yeah, yeah and there's a shot where they have the camera on the field as it's a wheeled in so you feel like you're getting taken under and into the state cool so thing.
0: crazy yeah it's yeah. awesome I think it's amazing awesome. they can do that that yeah, crap but yeah so well, anyways well thanks for coming along with us guys we appreciate it and uh you know a win for the, in the preseason not that it really matters but a win in the preseason for the Patriots first, and first one uh, of the First win of the year, we'll take it. Hopefully, a lot more let's to come. Do more of these, I well, know, right? No
1: more losing podcasts. No so more losing podcasts. Anymore, All yeah. wins.
0: We'll go. You know, how many? <laughs> seventeen plus three. That's twenty plus three more. Let's do. Let's go. Let's go twenty two and one. That'd be nice, right? On twenty two and yeah. one this year. I'll Yeah, I,
1: that that seems reasonable. Yeah. What the hell,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming along. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.